Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Back It Up Binge podcast for the Fantasy Football Playoff Edition recap. I got Johnny Futures here with me in studio. We're going to review divisional round results, and we're going to draft tonight our championship round. Johnny Futures, welcome back. Thanks, JB. Thanks for having me back. Looking forward to getting into this. Yeah, I think we had another great week last week. It's sort of flipped from week one. So just to review, week one, you had a dominating week, 85 to 60, you jumped out to a 25-point lead. And we know that when we go tie here, if we tie, it comes down to total points. Round two, I had Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey. You had Josh Allen, Debo, Sam Laporta. I had some big weeks from Lamar and CMC, each scored over 30 points. Josh had 28 for you, but the rest of your team didn't really meet your expectations, so to speak. And I had a pretty good week, 108, 108 points against 76, 32-point advantage. And I flipped the tiebreaker back into my favor by seven net. So basically, we're tied all over the place. We're 1-1 on record. And it's basically, I'm seven points, but it's pretty much 0-0 zero, zero at this point with two weeks left. Any thoughts on the week? I mean, it makes it all more interesting with us uh, being this close back into it. But I got to say, I was I was pretty impressed with your draft overall. And the uh, results seemed to pan out the way that I thought they were going to be. So good job on your picks, and uh, especially with that CMC pick. For some reason, I was questioning it in my head, but it really worked out. I thought... I really thought CMC was going to have kind of a down week just because, you know, if you're going to play the Niners, who are you going to stop the most or try to stop the most? And I figured it would be him, but that guy just keeps producing and he produced a lot of points for you. Yeah, it was, it was a great week by him. And then you took, you took Josh Allen. So I had to go with Lamar and I had that one, two punch there, but things are going to be a lot more difficult this week because now we're down to four teams and, and this is really going to be a chess match. You're going to dictate this week where this whole draft goes because you have the first pick this week. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I will say one other thing about my consistency week to week so far. And can you guess what it is? Travi. Well, Uncle Travi, (laughs) yeah, he had 14 to 18. But no, it's my place kickers, three points, four points. I did have in total, this is part of the reason, part of the difference. I had six touchdowns, you had three. I had four passing you had two i had two rushing you had one so six versus three was a 15 point difference but overall it was a good week i think we had talked before we got on here about debo that was a surprise to me he started out pretty strong he wound up with two for 24 so he was on his way to a big game Purdy did not look good at all but he did it when he was supposed to he rose to the occasion drove him for the win but he did not good he did not look good at all I stuck with my instincts on that one because I almost went with Purdy, just thinking, you know, first chance he gets to kind of really prove himself since he got injured last year. You know, he's in the big, big setting, playoffs, all that stuff. So I'm glad I avoided him. One thing I do want to mention, though, and if you could repeat for the fans, how many points did my kicker have this week? 13, and then you had three of the previous week. So you're improving. So I'm expecting 23 from you this week, 10 points every week. Yeah, I also want to point out, too, that we really could have reversed everything if I didn't get lucky with my kicker pick because then you would have been up by 20 with the tiebreaker. So that was pretty interesting. And if I didn't have that kicker, you really would have put a shellacking on me this week. You know, I was almost respectable losing by how much I did, but 
yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting. But yeah, Purdy Purdy did not Purdy did not play the way that I expected in the play. And uh, to touch on Debo a little bit too, I saw him get the one or two rushes early on too, which is really what I was expecting from him. Kind of big rush, get a couple TDs, and hopefully counteract some of the rushing TDs you'd get with Lamar and uh, CMC. And uh, that didn't pan out either. You know, hurt his, if anybody watched it, obviously uh, hurt his shoulder right before halftime. And then when he came out at halftime, he had a street clothes on. So my day was done there, but this is why they play the game. And this is why we have a couple more weeks to play. So now I get a chance to hopefully come back and uh, get back in the lead before the Super Bowl. So it's interesting. You talk about Purdy because I calculated some of the people, some of the players that we didn't pick. You went with Josh Allen. You got 28 points. I'm rounding this down. No decimals. You got 28 points. Purdy only would have gotten you 17. So net net, you saved 11 right there, which was a great pick. So, so overall, real quick, Lamar 35, CMC 32, St. Brown for the Lions 19, Uncle Travi 19, McLaughlin 4. <laughs> Total of wow. 108. For you, you had Josh Allen 28, Aaron Jones 16, Debo 5, actually 4, mm-hmm. Laporta 16 points. And Justin Tucker, 13 for 77 overall. Great week. You got the first pick. Ready to go? Pressure's building up, and I've literally been thinking about this every day since the last football game was played, realizing that I was going to kind of dictate how this goes in the beginning. So, Now, just a reminder, though, before we hop in, right? We can't have dupe players other than the kickers. Correct. That's where this is going to get really difficult. So, first pick overall. And it took. I was, I'm going back and forth on. I'm still questioning it right now, but I'm sticking to it. First pick overall, CMC. Yeah, I knew you would go there. It's a great pick. Thank you. It's a great pick. I had to. Uh, basically, my thinking on it too with uh, this first pick as well. Uh, besides the obvious, the rushing TDs being a little bit more. You saw what CMC did for you last week, and uh, the potential on him is uh, limitless. But my thinking was either him or a quarterback. And the only thing I think of is in NFC and AFC championship games, the quarterbacks, you know, you have the great ones that pull through and have great games and everything. But I feel like statistically wise, the running back was a little bit more important for me just because these quarterbacks are going to be buttoned down just a little bit with these defenses going in at the level that they're playing at. I agree. The thing about it, though, I think if the Niners are going to win this week, they're going to win through the air, not through the uh, ground. But we'll see. I mean, it's CMC, right? He had 32 points last week, 17 attempts, 98 yards, two TDs on the ground, seven catches for 30 yards. I mean, guys having a monster year, monster year. So great pick, CMC number one. Thank Mine's going to be pretty quick. I got to combat you here. I'm taking Lamar again. Going to go Lamar nice. at home against that Chiefs D. Now, Chiefs have a pretty good pass defense, statistically ranked fourth, 18th against the run. It's at home. It's going to be 44 degrees-ish around there. I looked it up, 70% chance of rain. So maybe it's going to be on the ground. So I'm going Lamar as my quarterback. Very nice. And... uh very smart pick to counteract CMC too, because Lamar was going to be my choice at quarterback if I did go quarterback. 
especially after your little uh, pump up talks this week about Patrick Mahomes and his success. I was considering Patrick there for a second too. So um, you can only go Goff or Mahomes now. So it's going to be interesting to see where you go. I think I know where you're going to go, but we'll see. Well, I could also go Purdy too. Oh no, I can't go Purdy. Yeah. I picked CMC. Yeah, That's CMC, right. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Irrelevant snubbed uh, two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, you know it's going to be funny, and I wonder how much it's brought up this week. I've already seen a couple uh, kind of comparisons, but just comparing uh, Lamar Jackson's pay to uh, Brock Purdy's pay this weekend, and even Patrick Mahomes because he's up there as well. Because um, I believe Brock Purdy made it something like seven hundred thousand dollars this year and i think lamar with everything going on i think he's getting close to like 60 or 70 million this year so it's a pretty big discrepancy but they're both in the same spot you know they're both in their conference championships so money's not everything it's all about the talent i saw i was flipping around the tv this morning i saw a really good good segment and i'm not a big fan of his but carton craig carton you ever watch him or listen to him he was talking to three guys in studio and they were just sort of ripping apart, not ripping apart, but really taking shots at Brock Purdy and he was defending him. And I think he's right. I mean, he didn't play a good game. He had a week off. He comes out when the chips were down, he drives them down the field. This is his second championship game in two years. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's as far as I'm concerned, that's, uh, you know, I'm not comparing him to him, obviously. He's got a long way to go, but uh, those those uh, types of things remind me of Brady. Drafted way late. Nobody expected anything out of him. Then you just play solid, and you keep getting it to the, into the playoffs, and everybody knows once you get into the playoffs, it's a whole new season, and if you're hot enough and you're, if you're good enough, you can take him to the Super Bowl. Everything's uh, 2020 in hindsight, and who knows what would have happened if Purdy was healthy last year in the NFC Championship game, but yeah. Purdy very well could have been, you know, playing this week to go to his second straight Super Bowl if he actually played last year. So it's I, I like the story. I love it that he was Mr. Irrelevant and he is has, having this success. You know, I'm a big fan of rooting for the little guy and I'll always root for the little guy compared to the uh, bigger guy who's just getting paid way, way, way too much for my liking anyway. And uh, I feel like Purdy, like you said, he. You know, he has ups and downs, but it's his second full season pretty much. And, uh, you know, when the chips were on the table, he let his team down and won the game. And that, what else can you ask from a quarterback? That's all you can ask for. So so it's interesting. A point and then a question for you. So my point is we texted during the game and Purdy to me showed you or showed me how far Tua still has to go. Right. He was there when he had to be. And he delivered. He was a terrible statistically, 23 or 39 for 252. But at the end of the game, he stepped up, drove him down the field, took the game. He's in the championship. That's number one. Number two is, here's a question for you. Have you been following Cam Newton's podcast? Because he keeps criticizing quarterbacks, one of which is Purdy, being a system quarterback. But isn't every quarterback a system quarterback? It's the system their coach puts in that he follows. Now, is he a game manager versus is he a, a gunslinger like Favre? He's not. He plays within himself and he delivers wins. What's your thoughts on that? All right. So if you guys uh, care to venture away from the Back It Up Binge podcast and check out the Futures podcast uh, in the future, 
you'll hear me talk about a lot of this stuff, but uh, I will admit I have changed my, I guess, tone towards these system quarterbacks because that was my argument with Brady all the time. Brady's great. He got all the championships, this and that. I used to always just say, well, he's part of Bill Belichick's system. You know, he's just dumping off. He's just doing this. He's just doing that. But realistically, I wasn't watching Tom Brady that closely. So as the years go on, he's getting all the success and mostly out of hatred, I would be watching more and more of his games and really and really just try to see what's going on there. And I agree with you. It's the it's same thing for every quarter. Every quarterback is a system quarterback. Now, the only time that I see this change is when one example that always comes to my head is Dan Reeves with um, Michael Vick. Um, Michael Vick. Everybody knows Michael Vick. He's a running quarterback. Great arm, all that stuff. Dan Reeves, for some reason, when he got him, wanted to change his whole style. But he was changing in such a way that it was taking away from his actual talents and what he was actually good at. Yeah. Now, if now if you look at Lamar Jackson, and we talked about this last episode a little bit, but I wouldn't call him a, I wouldn't call him assistant quarterback like I would back in the day. But he was in there and he was doing his own thing and he was running more, making these great plays, all that stuff. He had the talent to do all that. Now this year. It's not that he changed his style. It's not that the coaching changed his style. It was kind of just a a revelation, I think, from uh, all sides of that organization, realizing that, A, Lamar can't keep taking shots the way that he has been. Something's got to settle down there. Then you have to figure out if your quarterback has enough talent to stick stick in there. And so far this year, Lamar has shown that he has that talent. Now he's not, to me, he's not a, a running quarterback. He's a scrambler. He'll take advantage of stuff. Same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's more of a scrambler. He sees all the cornerbacks' backs are turned to him, and he's got a 10, 15 yards to run for. He's going to take advantage of that. Kind of assessing the whole situation. As far as Cam Newton goes with talking about this stuff, Cam Newton to me is just one of these diva quarterbacks. You know, the, the, diva, the diva wide receiver uh, is emulated through Cam Newton at the quarterback position. Um, he had great talent. The guy's a freak. He's a huge quarterback. He was doing things in his career that were ridiculous. I think everybody saw what Cam Newton can do now when he was on the Patriots, which isn't much of anything. As far as his criticism goes, I don't listen to any of it because <laughs> I know I know Cam Newton is he's looking for the show. You know, you would see him after the games, not take responsibility for losses, kind of make a whole scene yeah. of stuff. You know, all that. I hated his reactions after losses. Yeah. I never thought he was a good leader, all that stuff. And he was even, I don't, uh, uh, if you were listening to him or heard anything from him lately, but he even said, I, I believe uh, the Atlanta Falcons are the only team that could get him to go play football again. And if I was an Atlanta Falcons fan, I, re- I would be praying that nobody in the Falcons organization is even listening to any of that noise because I do not want Cam Newton anywhere near that young team. He's not what's good for that team, and he wouldn't be good for that team. Um, so Cam Newton's comments, they really mean nothing to me. The whole system quarterback, everybody's a system quarterback until the coach right. tries to change what you're good at. You know, we just saw Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes go at it. Those two guys, they're they're two of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. You saw them go back and forth, and that was a great game to see the skills that both of these guys have. Josh Allen. He was able to carry his team. 
Josh Allen's problem to me is that he's carrying his team too often now. So the Bills got to do something to figure that out. Two out of the last three years, he's tried to carry his team through these uh, big playoff games, and it hasn't worked because it's just too much reliability on him. Mahomes, he's another one like Lamar that evolved this year. You know, before this year, Mahomes is chucking the ball everywhere, making those great no-look passes, running, scrambling, just doing everything. Now this year, he doesn't have those receivers. How many drop balls have we seen in the playoffs alone, let alone the whole season? <laughs> but but you see Mahomes step up. If if nobody's looked at the stats last week for that game, just look at the efficiency of the Kansas City's offense last week. I think they had a total of 47 plays between the first half and the end of the game. They downed the ball four times. So they ran 43 offensive plays. Now look at those stats again and just imagine 20 plays in the first half did that. Another 20 plays in the second half did that. So it, it's incredible. I'm starting to buy into the hype that especially you're uh, pumping out there. But Mahomes, he very well could be the best quarterback in the NFL, you know, for the last couple of years now. And just seeing that evolution in his game this year, not having the stack team that he has, basically only having Kelsey to rely on. And we just talked about like Kelsey still got a bunch of catches and two touchdowns and the Chiefs are moving on to the AFC championship game and nobody expected them to. So the whole system quarterback thing, it's just got to go out unless it's something negative that the the coach is, uh, you know, trying to change the quarterback. And like I said, Cam Newton, the Futures podcast doesn't support Cam Newton. I don't know if this podcast does, but I, I take no I take no solace in anything I, that that guy has to say. <laughs> I only I only supported Cam Newton in one game ever, and it was in July of probably twenty two. I think it was when you came over and we played Strat, and he was my quarterback against the Giants, and he delivered a big W. I don't have the box score here, but big Cam Newton fan that day. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, you know, one other thing, though, I, I'm shocked because I love talking football with you. I value everything you say. You know the game really well. And for you to still be on the fence, in a sense, about Mahomes, is just it's striking to me. It's surprising. I mean, either he's going to give you 350 yards, four TDs, and he's going to win the game, or he's going to try to figure it out like he did last week, 17 to 23, 215, six carries, 19 yards. That's the thing that's different between him, Lamar, Purdy. They know how to extend plays, and Tua doesn't. He's a system quarterback. They all are. But his system is hike it, throw it in two seconds, let's protect you so you don't get hurt. That's his system. Where, where Mahomes and Reed have a system, when it breaks down, he can extend it. And that's just the difference between those two guys. And again, until Mahomes is dethroned for any period of time, and Reed, he's he's the best. I, I mean, maybe Lamar is getting there now because of what he brings to the table. But I, it, to me, it's Mahomes, and I love watching him play. And he's on the well, Chiefs. He's not even a Dolphin. I love watching him play. Well, if I can, uh, if I could touch on Tua a little bit too, because I forgot to mention Tua in my last little rant. But um, for me, with Tua, I, I see what you're saying with Tua, and to me, he's still a young buck. He's still developing, but I feel like more of the issue with Miami, it might come down to really that play calling stuff. And they don't, oh, um, 
They don't, don't build, get me they started don't, on that. <laughs> yeah, they don't. I just wanted to say this because, and I know you're like you're down on two and stuff now. Regardless of what happens, I think Miami's doing the right thing with Tua as far as his contract goes and stuff. I feel like give him one more year, see if he can take that next step and see where he actually is. Since he's been playing there, and it's it's almost like it's almost like his coaching staff is like changing, but it hasn't changed. And they and I feel like the team itself is not cohesive in what they want to do for the games. We commented during the playoff game, they had great running lanes and that for some reason they just got away from the running game. Now, now you're putting all the pressure on Tua to make those big throws. And we obviously saw Tua make some poor choices. And, uh, but then there's other, there's other, uh, highlights I watch of him and I, I just can't believe the throws that he, he is making. So it is there. The consistency is not where you would want it to be on an NFL level. I feel like his coaching isn't where you want it to be on an NFL level, but I feel like he's getting there and he's going to be one of the quarterbacks I'm rooting for next year to take that next step and going back to Mahomes because you say I always hesitate and there's just, there's just something about Mahomes that irks me a little bit. And I hesitate to say he's the best in the NFL right now, but after this weekend, I think it'll determine it. If he, if he can propel the chiefs past the Ravens, and depending on how soundly he does it, I'll give in and I'll say that he's the best quarterback in the NFL because I really think Lamar has this chance to showcase now. And if he does what he does all year long and he does showcases, I think everybody's going to kind of look at him a little bit different after this week, and especially if he can kind of handle the Chiefs. But see, that, that's what Carton was saying this morning about Purdy. Like, they keep moving the goalposts on this guy. So now you're moving it a little more. Like, the guy ha- has two Super Bowls. I think he lost one, too, right? He, he's 2-1 and one in the Super Bowl. He's made it three times. I think he's in his seventh year. So, like, Brady, half the time the guy's in the Super Bowl, or he's in the, NF- in the AFC Championship. But yet you're saying, you're saying he needs to win this one to be the best. Like, to me, he's already accomplished it. And think about what he lost. He lost Tyreek a couple of years ago, right? He, this was his second year on the team, and he's still doing it. He's got them in the AFC Championship again. Um, one other thing on Tua, I was watching, I heard, yeah, I think it was posted as a video, and this could be clickbait and all that other stuff. Mad Dog Russo said that Mahomes is the best ever. I think it's a little too early for that. In my opinion, he's the best in the NFL now. Tua's not even close. Tua relies way too much on Tyreek Hill. That two-second offense, hike, step, throw, Tyreek, run. Once they jam them at the line and close that down, that that's it. The thing that bothers me is exactly what you said. In the playoff game, in the second quarter, he comes out. He starts committing to the run. Five runs in a row by Mostert. He picks up a first down, third and two. He goes to a pass. Fourth and two. He goes to a pass, comes out of the halftime, out of the locker room. We're going to commit to the run, three and out, all three are passes. We talked about this last year. He had fourth and two. He puts them in a shotgun. Yeah. I mean, it just it just irritates me. just irritates me. And, and I, I completely understand it, too, because we talk about the coaches every now and then. And McDaniels, I go up and down with because when he's winning and succeeding, I'm like, man, he's like a mad scientist. It's awesome. But then when he loses, you're like, what the heck was he thinking? And 
I'm, I'm just starting to notice this now and i don't know if it's because we're entering you know the different generation you know there's obviously le- uh, younger generations before us and maybe they appreciate this stuff more but even in uh i think it was a tampa bay yeah the tampa bay game the guy scores a touchdown and at the at the you know he scores a touchdown basically they'd be within 14 if they you know they have a chance to tie the game and they go for two and they miss it and it drove me up a wall that they did it and i whoever was announcing it might have been collinsworth uh even he said you know just to explain to everybody you know analytically this is in their favor to go for two right now and this and that and to me nfl nfl obviously is about a lot of research a lot of statistics a lot of preparation and all that stuff but for me football is also a lot about feel now you have your team trying to come back. They're, they score a late touchdown, keep them in it. Now you're setting them up that if they miss the two points, they have to get to that second two-pointer. And that's a lot of pressure later on in the game. And not only that, but you're taking a little bit away from what they just, in my opinion, a little bit away from what they just did. They just drove late, scored, kept the game within reach. You take away that two-point conversion now, and it's like, all right, now we're down by eight instead of seven. You know the way I feel about the two-point conversion. Throw the analytics in the shredder. Go for two every time. It's two for one. It's two yards. Miami averaged as a team over five yards a carry. Achan, he he averaged 7.8 yards this year per carry. It's two yards. It's two yards. You get a two for one on it. What happened now? What happens, and what's your opinion when you're in that scenario? Because it's going to happen. I'm the head coach of the Giants, and I say, you know what? I'm listening to back it up. I'm going for two every single play this year. Now you score those two touchdowns, and you miss those two point conversions. Now you're talking about making a field goal to tie the game, and you lost those potentially two easier points. Granted, the extra points a little bit longer nowadays, but. The probabilities are still up there. And regardless of analytics, like you just said, you're averaging this, you're averaging that. It's all different when you're on the goal line with two lines to go. Two yards. I don't understand why people are doing analytics for two yards. Well, no, no, I'm that's you're proving my point right there. That's what I'm saying. You got to throw, even if you throw away the analytics, like you just said, HN's averaging five yards and most starts averaging seven. That's fine. But you can't tell me when you're watching a game, whether it's a touchdown or a two-point conversion, when you're two yards from that goal line, that's a different defense than when you're at the 50-yard line trying to get three yards for a first down. That's a different atmosphere than when you're on your own 20 trying to get five yards because now the field's cut short. You only got 12 yards of field play because you're going for two. You got a defense that's amped up saying that if we stop these guys – now the next time they're going to have to do this all over again and on top of it get another two yards and oh yeah they they just didn't get the two yards so we already did it once now we can do it again and now you're just getting that defense so amped up i will never concede on this because if i know it's fine as my quarterback if i have lamar jackson as my quarterback no no you have tua no we're talking about let's just say tua let's stick to the dolphins you really want the dolphins going for two points every single time they score Actually, no. You know why? Because he put him in shotgun for the two yards and he'd blow a pass. That's not my point. My point is somebody like the Ravens. All right, fine. It's selective then based on the on the personnel and the coach and the team. If I have Lamar, I have a pass 
I have a run up the middle and I have a play action bootleg. Yep. It's two yards. It, Carried it, it 11 times last week for 100 yards. Now, now all the autographs and all the people that you meet that play this sport and I've played it for a long time and are retired from it. Next time you meet one of them, just ask them how hard it is to get those two yards and I'll see if that changes your mind. Okay, I will. Next time I see Otis <laughs> Anderson, I'm going to ask him. Ask him. I'll, Actually, I'll, I, I, and next time I meet someone, I'm going to ask them as well and see what they say. But I, and it, like you just won't concede to it. I, I'm not either because I just, I just don't agree with it from a standpoint. I think it's depending upon the situation. If you're, uh, if you've been behind, let's say you've been down four touchdowns a whole game and now you score and all of a sudden analytics says go for two, you know, because it's easier for you. I don't agree with that because you already, have been down four touchdowns a whole game. Take the points when you can get them. But but they rely so much on analytics, to your point, right, is there was a game this week, and I think it may have been the one that Collinsworth was was announced, and I can't remember which one. It's like fourth and one on the team's own, like, 38, and it said analytics says go for it. And they went for it. They got it. If you're going to go for it there, why are you going to (laughs) go down at the other? No, I think you're confusing me because I'm – Totally against analytics. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I was okay. mocking the analytics there. I don't all agree right. with it at all. But for me, it's all. It's all about a situation thing, and it's the same thing. Uh, you know, we play strat. You can't do a uh, long pass from the one yard line in strat, right? Because you're you got a shorter field to work with. So for me, you're cutting off your field. The options might be more from your standpoint. With the you know, if you have Lamar, you can run out. You can option tight end. Everybody's professional. You can do whatever you want at that point. But depending on the situation and where you are in that game and what you've done that whole game, it doesn't make sense to me. If you're Miami and you've been struggling trying to run the ball the whole time, don't go for the two down at the goal line because they know you're struggling the whole time running. You're probably going to pass. And even if you don't pass, they could probably stop you. And if you do pass and you miss it because your quarterback's Tua and he's not doing that great that game, you're going to be kicking yourself in the head later when you you lose the game by one point. I still think, I think we need. Right. I think we need to have a whole episode just on the two point conversion, whether it should be allowed or not. I got another four <laughs> hours on the two points. <laughs> All right, we'll see how many two point conversions happen this weekend. Let's get back to the draft. You're up, pick number three. You got CMC running back. Niners are out for you. I took Lamar, Ravens off the table. Number three pick. Um, I got an idea where you're going to go with this one. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to do it now. I want to go with this other guy, but I'm really not sure if he's actually going to play. And if he does play, he's been out for a while. So this isn't my choice, but I was going to go with Andrews. I'm not because he's coming back from major injury. So at tight end, Uncle Travi. I knew it. I already had I had number three as your pick, not the third pick in the draft. I already had it on the tight end line. All right, good pick. Copycat. <laughs> All right. So now here's the big one now. Wait, let's think about this now. If I go, <laughs> this is where it gets complicated. It really is tough with only four teams available. You're basically trying to get one from each team that you think is going to really do something. Okay. I, I got my pick. I got right. my pick. With the fourth pick, JB's going to go St. Brown. Going back to the well, Lions wide receiver. 
Amon Ross St. Brown is definitely going to be a star in the league for a long time to come. I love his tenacity. He's not that big, but he plays like he's uh, Megatron out there. You're up. Fifth pick. You're third. Can't go Niners. Can't tough. Go Chiefs. Okay, so don't like this pick at all, but I'm for some reason I think he's gonna have a big game. And uh I am going to go with Zay Flowers at wide receiver. Wow. Okay. I thought you'd go uh Ayuk. No, not after last week. I don't know what his uh actually let's see. Uh three for thirty two. Yeah, he only had three for thirty two last week. I mean, Debo is going to be out, but Debo was out most of the game last week. And I, I'll wait to I'll wait to comment more after your next pick. They claim Debo's playing. He didn't. He did was a do not. He did, he was a did not practice today, but they're claiming he's going to play. So, yeah, we'll see about that. You can pick him if you want. <laughs> All right. So I really have no other place to go. You got a running back, so I don't have to go there. You have a tight end, so those are the two I have to fill in. Okay. You ready? Ready. With the sixth pick, JB's going Justin Tucker. Wow. <laughs> a kicker. Pretty uh pretty impressive. I think Pacheco, Kittle, <laughs> they're men now they got picked behind a kicker. <laughs> um yeah, I mean it really you could have pretty much chosen anybody. Besides me picking my kicker, I think you know who my quarterback's going to be. Joe Burrow? Uh, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish a healthy Burrow. Um, we are going with Goff at quarterback. Really? Yeah, he's, the, really only, like, he's, oh, the, only, right. he's the only one I could take. <laughs> you can't go Mahomes. My bad. <laughs> All right, well, my tight end then is going to be Kittle. Nice. That's a good choice, too. I'm just gonna take a quick look at last week's stats for the uh, for the kickers before I make a pick. Pretty sure he scored 47 points the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> we're going we're going with Butker from the Chiefs. All right, Harrison Butker, old Harrison. And with my running back pick, I'm gonna pick CMC because you left him on the button. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You I'm wish. going Rutgers, <laughs> Scarlet Knight. He has a little bit of a toe injury. Uh-oh. But you're saying he should play. He better play. Actually, I have no other choice. I have to go him, so it's Pacheco. Yeah, nice. Hey, Pacheco's been having a uh, pretty good playoffs. So He finally had a catch last week for 14 yards. It's still the under- yeah, your Super Bowl. I think it was 15 yards. I All saw right. him. Uh, I saw him catch that ball, and I was thinking about what you were saying. Uh, you know, why don't they run him out more for the little screens or whatever? And I saw him catch the ball, and I'm like, oh, nice. They're going to start using him more. And then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's review the rosters. Your roster: <clears throat> quarterback Goff, running back CMC, wide receiver Flowers, tight end Uncle Travi, and kicker is Butker. I got nice. Lamar, Pacheco, St. Brown, Kittle, and Tucker. Predictions? It's so hard to predict in fantasy, obviously, because, you know, 
could be anybody's week any other time. But I'm going to go through what was going through my head with this stuff. So CMC, I'm hoping he gets the rushing TDs to kind of offset any extra passing TDs Lamar has or rushing TDs. Plus, CMC is just a monster overall. We talked about Kelsey earlier, and I'm just I'm expecting Kelsey to get the you know the brunt of the load from Mahomes. So I'm hoping that helps me out there. Um, Zay Flowers, I'm not that big on any of the Ravens receivers, but Flowers to me has the most potential. So I'm just kind of hoping for a breakout game from him. And Goff is Goff. I mean, I really hope he comes out, you know, pretty well against these Niners things. I'm I'm hoping. It's just a good time overall. But realistically, I, I kind of feel like you got the edge a little bit. I'm not expecting it to be uh, as big of a blowout as it was this past week. But if I had to say right now, I would give you the edge uh, mainly because of uh, Lamar and Pacheco because Pacheco is just rushing all over the place lately. It's so funny you say that because I give you the slight edge because of CMC and Uncle Travi. It's so funny. <laughs> And I think really, the one thing that may come back to haunt you, and then again, it's only a point, is Goff hasn't thrown an interception yet in the playoffs, has he? Thanks for putting the kibosh on him now. Exactly. He's got the evil eye <laughs> on him, the stink eye, just like Franklin Delano Romanowski. All right, Futures, good luck this weekend. We'll see what Thank happens. You. We'll be back next week to update 1-1, tiebreaker tied. Should be a great weekend of football. Take care, everybody. Bye. Take it easy.